0: And we are going to be talking about leading well, even when it freaks the heck out of you. So this is a topic that has come up many, many times in business bootcamp. People are really constantly mentioning that they have a fear of leadership or leading a team is is mentioned as something that really scares a lot of people out there. And if you are in a direct selling business, or if you're in Any kind of sales environment, usually there is a component of having to lead a team. And where my story in leading a team really begins is probably about 15 years ago when I started in the health and fitness industry in a leadership role. Now I'd been in the health and fitness industry before that, but it was a little bit different when I was in a leadership role. Those days when I was leading a team in the beginning, It was very different than how I left the industry and what that looked like. I think in the beginning when I was, you know, this was a very new thing for me. I had never really been in a leadership role before. I often would lead by hoping that people would just follow my example. So when it came to selling things and being in that fitness environment, a lot of it really revolved around me staying late and me doing the extra things to show the team that they could depend on me and to really, I guess, kind of lead by example. And I think we hear that a lot. And I think that that is something that if you talk about leadership, it's often just thought, just do what you expect people to do and people will follow. (laughs) But I think probably most of us know by trying that method is that that is not the end-all be-all of getting people to do what you want them to do. We may start there and it may garner some results, but ultimately it is definitely not the only thing that you can be doing to lead a team, especially when it's a virtual team, because it's not like they are seeing you maybe put in all the hours and those sort of things. Like It's more so you're sharing that you're doing that or your results are kind of standing out for themselves but in that case too i think people can sometimes get their back up a little bit like oh well like you just have it easier you have more friends online or that sort of idea so that method alone of just walking the talk does not always work by itself then i want to move up to you know about 10 years into my career and what leadership looked like then at this point i learned a lot of what not to do <laughs> And I was on a team that, uh, the best way to just put this is like, it was all masculine energy and it was very much about, you know, everyone was like, you know, hung their hat up on the fact, you know, we won and we want to look good. And like, it was leading with that sort of ego and it felt very uncomfortable for me at first, but then... I think I just kind of fell into it like, well, if this is what, you know, these guys have done to get to this level in the company, I guess that's what I also should be doing. So there were a lot of things that when I think back to that time of leadership in my life, it's a little bit of me not trusting my gut as much and looking at the people around me for what are they doing and how are they getting results and I'm just going to emulate them. So this leadership through emulation, just watching what other people are doing, and then trying to do it for yourself. And what that often led to a lot of the times was feeling a little bit like maybe a hypocrite. And maybe I think this was more after reflecting on this experience, like not during, because know, when you look around the room and all the leaders in the room are leading in the same way and you're just kind of following what they're doing, it's like, okay, well, this is what everyone I- is doing. That was a, an interesting way to lead, but I definitely would not say that that was the most successful. We definitely, when you're all about raising up your team around ego and like this person did so well and really praising people on your team and that's like your, your style type, that can be good for some people but it leaves a lot of people behind and i would i think categorize myself naturally as like being left behind in that type of leadership there's part of me that really likes that but there's a lot of other pieces that are missing and then in my final not my final leadership chapter i obviously we have a team there's leadership involved now but in my final corporate leadership role I definitely fell more into my own and I really had a great example. I had one of the, the best boss I've ever had, got to give him a shout out. His name is Jeff and he was just everything that I had hoped for my whole career and he was very understanding. He listened to my feedback, what I had to say. He was very development focused. And he was still set on winning, but it was not with abandoning all integrity and at all costs. So I think what's interesting when I compare back to these three stories and styles of leadership is that when you think of a leader that you really look up to, there are definitely clues there of what they do really well that will probably really strengthen your own leadership style. Like if you think about the people that you really enjoyed. Working with and for, what were the things that stand out to you as being, you know, super important, super motivating, and super inspiring? Those things are all going to be really helpful in you finding your way in leadership and leading a team. And I think one of the most influential books I read was by John Maxwell. Now, I have to say, any of John Maxwell's books around leadership are gold. Like when I first came across his books, it just blew me away that there was somebody that broke down leadership in this way and that there were actually laws of leadership that you could lean on and that would make a big difference in your team. And I remember talking about this example of the All Blacks, which is a team in New Zealand. Now, don't quote me on this. I'm going to say rugby. But I just remember hearing about their track record of how often they won and what the culture looked like on that team, like what everyone was wearing. Like you wouldn't have gone out on the field in not the right jersey. Like that just wouldn't happen. That was not the culture. And culture is something that can be defined as the way that people think things get done around here. So culture plays a lot on leadership. What is the culture of your team? Do people on your team often lose? Are they used to losing? Or Do they get on your team and see a bunch of people that are successful around them and just think, oh, this is easy. Everyone is doing it. Like culture plays such a huge role in this. But I remember hearing the story of the All Blacks and really thinking, wow, like this is something that I'm inspired to learn more about because I can see how that would lead to, you know, a crazy record of winning. And when you're all involved in these rituals and these ways that things get done, then obviously that's going to lead to people that are more consistent and more successful and that have no questions lingering of how do these things get done. Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work and it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches, but the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first. So soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleshaw.ca slash fyourupline to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F What Your Upline Said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleshaw.ca slash fyourupline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. What I want to share with you guys is the, one of my favorite books by John Maxwell, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And what I would often do, because I was obsessed with my own development and we talked a lot about this book in my career, is I would often pick one of the laws of leadership and I would talk to my team about it because when I was a a divisional manager, I had nine fitness clubs and I would have nine leaders or in some cases like close to 18 leaders on a call and really the intention was to get them fired up and focused and all pulling in the same direction. So I really found this book helpful because I could pick one of the laws, and then we could talk about it, dissect it, and, you know, see what everyone thought and how it would maybe help them. So I'm going to start with the first law that is one of the ones that really stands out to me. And so this one is called the law of the lid. And what this means is a leader's ability is determined by their level of effectiveness. So what that means is if you are, let's say, on a scale of one to 10, a six, in terms of your knowledge, effectiveness, your ability to help others, no one on your team is going to be able to surpass you. They're going to always play below that six out of 10. So the more that you focus on your, quote unquote, lid, then the more that your team is going to get better and better because of your development, because they are learning from you. They are watching you. They are doing what you are doing. So I love that one. I think that that really had a big impact on me when I heard about that. I think that it just really showcases the importance of growth and development when you are leading a team. Like No one says that you need to know it all. And in fact, the best leaders admit that they don't. But what is so cool about this is it empowers you to do more learning and more growth because it has this, this trickle-down effect to your whole team. And the more that you educate yourself and you develop yourself, the more that that will pay off tenfold when your team is able to learn from that and also benefit from that. Now, the next law that is very interesting is called the law of respect and this means that people will naturally follow leaders stronger than themselves. And that is interesting because if you have somebody on your team that is let's say they're not doing very well. They're not performing. People will naturally follow them as a leader even if they're not you know technically the leader of the group but they have that strong leadership ability to sway people into believing what they believe. And that's really I think what leadership boils down to it's like do people believe what you believe how do you tell stories how do you provide evidence and truths that things are possible i think that's where a lot of inspirational speeches come from is you back it up with evidence that this is possible for you too and the way to become a stronger leader is to read and to have those examples of you know this is why this is possible what if doing things differently just meant that you never gave up? And that was the only difference between, you know, having a six-figure year and a seven-figure year. It's providing those examples and that is what really strengthens you as a leader, having those stories in your back pocket because people don't remember necessarily just facts and stats. They remember the stories that they are told as well. Next is the law of the picture. So this one it goes back to the first style of leadership that I shared with you guys, which is people see what people do. Now, I think this is a really common one. We know what that means. But it's like, even when you think no one is watching, this is when people are watching. And they're looking at, you know, your social media, are you posting consistently? Are you doing polls consistently? Are you, you know, serving your audience? Like, what are you actually doing? Because You can say a lot of things, but if your team is not seeing what you're actually producing, then that is going to be a piece of your leadership that derails them and doesn't have you all rowing in the same direction. The next one is called the law of victory. So this one is about leaders finding a way for the team to win. Now, the law of victory, this is an interesting one. I can remember back a couple times in my career that it was like, you know, we would have different clubs, fitness clubs that were, they were not, it was not looking good for them that they were going to hit their goals and that they were going to win. And so, this law, the law of victory, it was like going to the club and working with them all day and seeing what kind of damage we could do. It would be getting on the phone with them and taking tours when people came in and really like fighting alongside them to help them win. And that is what the law of victory is about. It's, it's like, how often are you with your team? You know, maybe it's doing, let's say, power hours or you're putting on, um, you know, some sort of leadership event to help them become more successful. This is the law of victory. And it's, it's just all about digging deep and making sure that you're doing whatever it takes to help your team win. The next one, this is one of my favorites. It's called the law of the big mo. And what that means is momentum is a leader's best friend. Do you ever notice that when you have momentum, things are easy? Like, let's say you start on a fitness plan and you get that first couple of weeks under your belt. And then all of a sudden, it's like it, it, you're just cruising. You're on cruise control. It's just like things are, are happening. Like cravings are sort of going away. Workouts are easy. You're not having that debate in your head of like, should I work out? Should I not? And things are just easy. That is the law of the big mo. And when we start to get this natural rhythm of you know, executing on the habits we know are gonna make us successful, that makes it just so much easier for winning to happen. And so momentum just gathers and gathers and gathers. And when you come off a great month, it's so much easier the next month to keep it going. But momentum takes a lot of pushes in the beginning to get it going. If you think about a flywheel, or the wheel, you know, those wheels on the back of a ferry. Like at first, it takes so much energy to get it going. But then once it's going, it's just, it's spinning around like there's no effort involved at all. And that is what momentum is like. It takes a bunch of consecutive pushes in the beginning to get something going. But then once you get it going, there is no stopping that momentum. And the last law is the law of explosive growth. So this is all about to add growth, leaders, oh, sorry, to add growth, lead followers, to multiply, lead leaders. What this law is all about is that you don't wanna just primarily focus on making other followers. This is all about training up your team to become leaders too. It kind of ties into the law of the lid because the people on your team if they're only at a certain capacity, they're not going to be able to lead their team and lead others. So you're always always focused on multiplying the leaders on your team instead of just gathering more followers. If you raise leaders, your team will grow so much so much faster. And that is really I think just a a matter of catering your own training curriculum towards that instead of just always focusing on you know, what you need to do on a day-to-day basis. It's like, how do you get them thinking bigger, thinking higher, having more skills to be able to lead others? That's what ultimately is going to get them thinking like a leader when you treat them like leaders. And how you talk to them, how you develop that onboarding strategy for them, it definitely all plays into your ability to have expansive growth. So I really hope that In sharing some of my favorite irrefutable laws of leadership from John Maxwell, it has you inspired to maybe pick up one of his books. He's got some great, great books out there. Another one I really like is called Team, and that has the 17 indisputable laws of leadership and winning with people. That one is a really great one. And there's just, there's so much with John Maxwell. It is definitely a never ending. Place for inspiration and motivation. I've always found him to be so inspiring. And anybody that has worked with him or done any of his certifications, I always find to be just the best people. I cannot get enough of them. So I really hope this episode was helpful for you guys today. And if you are somebody that is afraid of leading or, you know, it it makes you a little bit nervous. I really hope today kind of ease those, ease those feelings for you. And it'll make it just a little bit easier to take that first step forward. It is just a game of repetition and just practicing and practicing. And eventually it, you know, it's like a workout. The more that you do it, the more that you feel comfortable with it and the more that you'll develop your own style. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Social Selling Simplified. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money, and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.